Go. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to podcast episode blankety blank because we're not going to know until this we're comes not out. We're not going to know until it comes out. Yeah. Well, welcome to the Complete Color Project again. My name is Kirsten. And I'm Brittany. And today we are here with Mr. John Woods, aka Spoken Wood. What's up? What's up? <laughs> we're really excited to talk to him. So tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what you do. Um, my name is John Wood. I go by the name Spoken Wood. I am a poet and spoken word artist out of Atlanta. Uh, born and raised in Southwest Atlanta. Attended UGA. Um, and yeah, I'm a writer. Um, by day I do IT work. Um, I've been I was an MIS major at UGA, and um, but now I'm kind of grinding right now to uh, hopefully one day make poetry full time. Um, spoken word full time. So yeah, I'm a writer. I perform all across Atlanta. Um, perform with some some pretty great artists, and yeah, just trying to trying to get it out the mud. You know? So how do you balance like being in the IT field with your creativity? Right. It's hard. It's very different. It's very very hard just because left um, brain and right brain, right, right there. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's a lot going on, and um, it's really just a lot of things just come down to discipline. If you don't have as much time as you want to have, like, because you spend half of the day thinking about this stuff and the other half, when you go home, hopefully, you can think about your art. Right. But my job is IT, so in a sense, with IT, like, when they make, you know, these deployments and changes and stuff, a lot of it is at night. So sometimes I don't always get my time back. Um, so I'm kind of learning how to still learn how to balance it. It's a daily struggle, really. I can't really say... That I found the art to it yet. Um, there probably is some way out there. You you know there is some type of art to it, but I, I definitely haven't found it yet. Mm -hmm. Somebody trying. gave us a great piece of advice a few weeks ago. Miss Lauren Ash was talking about like segmenting your days, mm. and so she's working on a lot of individual brands for herself. Yeah. And she'll do one thing on Monday, make sure Tuesday is specifically for this part of her brand. Wednesday, such and such, work life, family life. And she said that's like changed everything yeah, for her. Yeah, yeah, I definitely need to. I definitely because it's like at this point, it's becoming almost just like you just be mad at work because it's <laughs> yeah, like right. you be mad just because you be like, dang, I really could be, I could could be, you know, focusing on something else. So since you do want to do poetry eventually full time, is there a part of you that feels like you shouldn't have went to college? Uh, no, 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 not, not definitely not. Um. Most of my, most of my really good thoughts and really good um, experiences were in college. Yeah. You yeah. know, it gives you that space to just grow. Right. For four years, you can just sit there and you can just grow and you can learn and you know you can do all those things. But life doesn't really afford you that in the real world. Mm. It's like it's different. Like I remember in days in college, we really we didn't do nothing. And I was like, <laughs> well, I'm not about to do nothing. Like in real, bro, you can't do that. I mean, probably. I mean, probably you. Somebody you probably could, but yeah. it's still not the same as when you're in school. It's still different. It's still different. So, what is your creative process like? Um, I think um, I'm just learning how to learn how to adopt and write everything down. Yeah. Just like write everything down. I don't, I don't try to let any thoughts escape me. Um, and I'm learning kind of like this whole writing ritual type thing. Mm -hmm. And so almost like it's almost kind of like exercise. Mm -hmm. Um, 
how you prepare your body to exercise it's like it's the same thing yeah like practicing yeah it's like practicing so like bitch you kind of just you set the mood for it so you know like some people like you know i guess even like artists you know they smoke or mm-hmm. they do whatever you know before they do art but um yeah so i'll just like i do all types of weird stuff all types of stuff but i'm like more of like this kind of i've been on like this candle and like kind of oh, we feel that candles feel in the that? kind of tea thing i've been on the tea like right. real real heavy what's your favorite um herbal black green I'm like, yeah i'm what an herbal feeling? tea like type person yeah. um so yeah i get on the tea real hard and <laughs> you know what i'm saying like, I like get, dope. Dope. Get, yeah. dope. get drunk off the tea <laughs> why but yeah so if you want to get drunk off the tea try kombucha Kombucha. Kombucha. It's okay. like it's a fermented tea. tea. So it like has a little bit of alcohol in yeah. it. Yeah. But it makes you feel good. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. A little buzz. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to get that name for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was, it's cool. Like, so I'm just, I was, that was a big thing with the book. Like, learning just to like, okay, I have to write something today. Yeah. So enforcing and kind of forcing it out of your body. And, you know, to, to a certain extent, you don't want to force it too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, it's it's not gonna feel natural. You just not gonna like what you put out. But um, so yeah, and so I did that just like every day. Mm-hmm. Like every day, I would come home and you know sit down and do that. Yeah. You know, I put like sheets of paper out on the ground, and I like get just like my sheets of the paper on like on the floor where like my rough thoughts. So I'm just go, you know I'm oh, writing okay. anything, everything. I totally see that. Yeah, writing everything, yeah. anything, just like rough thoughts, and then. Once I'm getting to get off the floor, I'll go to my desk and then I'll kind of huh. start to piece it together mm. to see like, and then you kind of find the gaps and then you can focus on the gaps. Like, what am I trying to say here? Because really a raw writing is about, it's like, you're trying to pull this truth out of you. Mm-hmm. It's there, but it's just like, um, yeah, it's all about pulling it out. Have you always done that kind of process or has it shifted? No, I was, I was like a, I was a phone writer for a minute. Like I used to write mm-hmm. my phone. But I had a really great opportunity in 2016 to meet, um, to mentor like Jasmine Mans for a minute. You guys oh, know who Jasmine yeah, Mans is? So cool. Yep. That so I got so to like cool. meet her and actually I talked to her about all my book stuff and whatever. She gave me a lot of really, really great advice. Um, about a month or so ago, I talked to her. And uh, this is like around the same time, you know, the, all the, you know, her Kanye West poem is just going crazy. Yeah. You know, and. Yeah, that's uh, how I'm familiar with her. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but like, she, you know, that poem's a year old. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it was around, yeah, so I was talking to her about that, whatever. But, um, yeah, but last year, 2016, I got to talk to her. And um, she's like, yeah, get off your phone. Get off your phone. Stop <laughs> writing poems on your phone. Um, it's too much space for you to kind of like to second guess yourself a lot on your phone yeah you can like you know backspace 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 backspace. rather you saying like you know papers like why did i say that you know there's something here Mm -hmm, exactly yeah it taught me a lot so what do you think was the has has been the biggest inspiration for your book um i would say college was my biggest inspiration for my book um i'm really hoping that this book reaches people in in that that 20 to like 25 range mm. is so much to learn and the biggest thing you can the, the biggest way you can go wrong in your 20 sometimes and it's a it's a balance in this you know but it's just like holding on to things sometimes oh. we, just, yeah. we know about holding yeah, on exactly <laughs> and it's just kind of like and even when you get like you kind of feel like you you like you kind of master it for a second but then not really right because then it comes a different way you end up doing it again and again and i feel like that's the 
like the biggest way to be successful real very young is just learning just not to hold on to stuff that's like not serving you any exactly. purpose that's the tattoo we were just talking about that yeah. just talking detachment yeah. is so like we had like a whole ritual important. where like deleting numbers yeah on the drive here yeah like, yeah so you have crazy. to it's yeah it, it and that's that is like that's really that's really what the book is is kind of saying like things i lost along the way is like you know what things will you get what do you want what can you give up to get what you really want sheesh like that's so important though yeah it's critical because really all like you know it's most things are really just about you know like it's about exchange in the sense that like Mm -hmm. you trade something in for something else even if it's like old friendships old relationships that's like something we came across too when we were first starting like this Mm -hmm. whole complete color project thing because like sacrifice kept coming up a lot and it was just like what am i willing to sacrifice to like for this to actually for god to actually bless this and for it to be everything that i want it to be right so whether that's like eating meat which i'm still working on just like your own personal yeah, conviction yeah. or me chopping my hair off yes, yeah. my hair <laughs> off. like we're just going really hard on like giving stuff up yeah yeah and that's good you kind of yeah in the earlier that's good how old are you how old are you we're 20 20 okay yeah the, the older you i mean the quicker you learn that like you you can you just grow in wisdom mm-hmm. you know yeah. much faster than other people and because most times people don't want to give stuff up just out of fear yeah mm-hmm. it's just fear like scared it like you know you won't dump this person because you feel like oh i won't oh, meet God. somebody else like <laughs> and like that is the what? big that is the biggest lie anybody tell, tell them what you asked me today Brittany. oh she was just having a hard time giving up like friendships mm-hmm. and i'm just like okay but those friendships weren't even adding any value Into you. to like, your so life. you're not really missing out on anything you're just it's, it's like, like habit. You can get almost. good conversation from anybody, and if that's what you're. Yeah, because I know me. Like a lot of times, I used to mistake having good conversations with people as like considering them like really good friends. Because mm. you can have a good conversation with someone you meet on the street. Yeah. Like conversations are not reflective of like someone actually being there for yeah. you, yeah, and yeah, supporting yeah. you and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think the two get misconstrued a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you could talk shit with someone all day, like it can still be good conversation. But, but are they actually of quality? Show up for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, That's it's such a big, one. it's a big thing, and um, yeah, it's just out of fear. And anybody that convinces you that like anybody, because people try to people and people will try to like try to convince you that like oh like I'm the you know I can be I'm the best thing in your life or you know anybody that tries to trick you into crap like that they don't really care about you yeah they don't really it's care all about fear you. based yeah it's, it's fear based it's, it's fear, fear based. based it's fear based and it's just like trash yeah. yeah it's trash okay so on the lowest of, not on the lowest of keys but low key I like to write too okay and I do want to publish a book one day I don't know what day that will be yeah mm-hmm. one day. Um, but I also, for one, I think that a lot of the things that I write are so personal. Mm-hmm. So it's very scary for me to think like it'll be in a book one day for people to yeah. read and yeah. like, cause they're so intimate. Right. Like I talk about like my dad and like relationships and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So how do you deal with like letting strangers into like such personal moments in your life? Yeah. Um, a lot of it really just has to do with realizing that um the i would say just like like the human experience is in the details 
you're not the only person that has that type of relationship with your father. Mm -hmm. And somebody else might need to read your story, you know, for healing or restoration or whatever it is. And um, as like as an artist, we find a way to creatively project that. But that's hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just a hard thing. And um, I find myself because I've written very, very personal poems. Like my most personal poem is a poem I got called Confessions. Mm. And um, yeah, I just talk about just basically like why while I was you know in my early you know eighteen to twenty really most of the time I was in college like you know why I wanted to just be a part of the male stereotype but just like being a hoe and just having a whole bunch of women around like why I wanted to do that yeah. and um, and so like and I realized like it was crazy like it was like kind of it was really emotional when I was writing it and when I first started performing you know performing it by myself I was like okay I have to get to a point where I can really perform this in front of other people mm. and like at the end of the day like it's changing someone else's life when they hear it um uh it's yeah it, it's a tough thing but I feel like it's just you just have to decide you know when you get to that point um that you're ready you know, it's just about when you're ready, because yeah. it might not be something that's thing. You know, something that you might write something when the wound is still fresh. Yeah. You know, but that doesn't mean it's you're ready to share it because you can't betray that's yourself. True. You can't true. betray yourself. You know, you can't like tell people something, let people in, and then get mad or you know, or feel, you know, right. you're mad at yourself. You can't do that. Because even when I write, sometimes I like don't even want to write it down because yeah. I just feel like yeah, I if it's scary to write it, that yeah. means you're going in the right direction. That's why I say anything in writing. If it's if it gets scary while you're doing it, that means you got to keep going. Huh. Mm. So, do you ever have writer's block? Heck yeah, <laughs> all the time. Um, yeah, I know. Like, but I just learn like different like techniques. Yeah, like the like, writing on the floor. Thing. Yeah, the writing on the floor yeah. thing. Um, Jasmine taught me like um, this thing where you um, she had me write down like lists. So one list is like. Um, it was, she said, I mean, she told me, tell me, she said, write down five, five people, I'm trying to remember, she said, five people that you want to see again, that you would like to see again, mm. um, it was five people that you miss, and then, um, the other one was, five people that you admire or something like that. Hmm. And she had me like circle like a different one in each thing and then write like five or six lines about that thing hmm. or about that person. Interesting. And then it kind of, it can birth different thoughts in right. you. Like, you know. Yeah. And then if you have writer block, read. Yeah. <laughs> read. That's my biggest thing. If I'm ever like, and not in the condition where I'm not able to write, I know it's because I haven't been reading. Been reading. Right, yeah. Okay, so you brought up, you know, why you're the confessions poem and um, you feeling like you need to fit that male stereotype. So how has, like, poetry changed your perception of masculinity? Um, I feel like it's dope because it's allowed me to, like, um, introduce this kind of, like, letting people into, like, the brokenness of men. Yes. Um, yes. I feel like that's really, really important to be... For us to be able to um, to know like the brokenness of men and um, it's 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 scary, but it, it's cool because it's 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 important because I mean men are like we shroud ourselves and and we um, 
you know, we hide behind these these walls and we harden ourselves because you know society hasn't really set up. It's not really set up, you know, socially for men to be able to feel. And so um, you kind of have these men who are just broken on the inside. And um, like sometimes, like, cause I mean, the, at the end of a lot of the deeper question, I was talking to some, I was talking, I was talking to my girlfriend about this early. Was like, um, was the fact that when you ask people like, oh, why do you feel like, you know, why do you, why are you sleeping with so many girls or whatever? I feel like a, sometimes it comes down to this question of they feel like they're supposed to. Mm. And if you feel like you're supposed to, what's the deeper issue? Why do you feel like you're supposed exactly. to do that? And, um, Patriarchy. Right. And it's, and that's when I feel like, um, yeah, it's cool. Like I wasn't always proud of it. That that's when my poems like came from at first. But then I just learned to like embrace it, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, it, it's women are a lot more receptive to my poetry off off rip, like because they feel it. Um, but I think men are too; they're just not really conditioned to be like or, or like oh, to respond. Yeah, to, to respond it. to it. So it's like it's like a more of a silent, you know, respect for what I'm doing. But um, I feel like it's just a learning process. It's a learning process just to be like, dang, like. That was fire, bro. Like, I really need to hear that and, you know, whatever it was. So, I mean. And then even if they're not, like, consciously trying to digest it yeah. or, like, respond, it's it's subconsciously yeah, getting yeah. the messages are being received. Yeah. So, but the hardness topic of men is just so, like, present. Yeah. And, like, men just aren't allowed to be soft yeah. or expressive yeah. in so many more ways than females women are yeah exactly to. yeah yeah i talked to my line brother about this a lot it's like you know we kind of put genders on emotions mm-hmm. and so um my men can never really express those emotions and you know and so it's really your you know your express your do your more emotional moments you know they come out in like that's why i like i guess men are really can only somewhat you know why future is so like Popular. You know, popular right now, you know, because like, but I mean, a lot of times that's the only way men know how to deal with, you know, breaking up with somebody or whatever, like drugs and more women. Yeah, like, true. That's all they know how to do. So that's why they feel them so hard because that's the only thing that seems to be presented. Right Those now. are their only coping. Yeah, only coping mechanisms is drugs. I'm gonna go smoke with my homeboys. I'm about to go do this. Oh, we about to get some girls to the crib, like. You know what I'm saying? Like that's most men. Yeah, coconut. That's why men need self care. Yeah, (laughs) men need self care too. Yeah. So, what were some emotions that you felt like you couldn't express, and how did you learn to embrace them? Um, I would definitely say just kind of like just true honesty. Mm -hmm. To be honest, to be to be real, it's just like intimacy, Mm -hmm. and like um, I had a lot. I've always had a lot of friends that were girls. So I kind of learned that was always really, really helpful for me because Mm -hmm. they, you know, like they want to know stuff and they're just very open. Um, And so, I mean, I think it was a process. That was one thing was just like, like honesty, honesty and intimacy and just like vulnerability. And, um, and it just, yeah, it helps you in your relationships. Just like, it really does help you in your relationships um, not even just your friendships, you know, romantic relationships, but I would definitely say like those things is like, you know, if something's bothering you, you can say it, um, instead of being like, 
oh, like, oh, no, I'm straight. Like, I'm good. It's yeah. whatever. Like, you know, you it's just saying, okay. like, it's a, like, bro, that's going to hurt my feelings. Bro. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like what's going on? And that's, on? like, laughing at it because it sounds so, so weird for right. a boy to say because yeah. I don't think I've ever heard a man say so that sad. in my whole like, life. Yeah. That it's hurt like, my feelings. Like, that hurt my feelings. Like, don't do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, yeah. And so, yeah, bro. And then, yeah, it's just crazy. Like, um... And then you just carry on, and then because you can't be honest right. with them, you carry around like you carry on, carry around these ill feelings towards people. You carry around unforgiveness, yeah. And that's the biggest one. You carry around all this unforgiveness, and um, you know, like it's yeah, it's really really unhealthy. And I think it's interesting that you bring up like intimacy and like vulnerability because I think even on the opposite end of that, as a woman sometimes, because I'm not good with intimacy mm -hmm. and I kind of feel that pressure on the opposite end because it's like, well, you're a girl, so you're supposed to be yeah. soft mm -hmm. and you're mm -hmm. a girl, so you're supposed to be loving and caring. Mm -hmm. And those are just not things that come naturally to me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, but it's just not. And I struggle with that a lot because I'm like, especially in relationships yeah. because sometimes like in my belief I believe like everyone has masculine and feminine energy mm -hmm. in them. Yeah, absolutely. And I kind of feel like my energy can be more masculine sometimes. So it's very hard to like reconcile that in relationships and like, you know, let a man be a man yeah. when I don't always feel like I identify with more feminine yeah. emotions. Yeah. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's yeah. real. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. No. I guess it just, it affects both men and women. Yeah. But I think more so men a lot because, like you said, you guys aren't allowed to show those emotions at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. So how do you think, or what kind of advice would you give towards young men, young adult men trying to be more expressive who don't even know where to start, how to start, even if it's not so much like poetry based, yeah. but just like being more open and vulnerable like you said yeah i would say like your questions find your questions you know find your questions that's a big i would definitely say find your questions like just pay attention to yourself mm. and find your questions and like and i would and have just time just to do nothing like that just is, to just sit that is so, so important so just like just to just yes. sit there and just chill like think spend about your thoughts yeah spend yeah. time with yourself just like you know, think about things and find your questions. And as you like, you find your questions, write them out, write out your questions and, and really like, yeah. And dive into those things. These are part, this is that, that, that self care. Like mm -hmm. this is the, like, you really have, we do not do that enough. I know men definitely don't, bro, you better be doing that. Light no candles. But you know, over here talking about lighting candles. <laughs> Incense in the air, like. But, you know, chill out. But yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, but it's just one of them things like you'll look up one day and you won't really know where you are or who you are and where you went wrong. Yeah. And that's just a scary place to be in. And, um, it's, yeah. I like the piece you said about uh, making time to be by yourself because I feel like men and women, like people in general, just don't spend enough time alone. Yeah. Like, get that alone time. People man. are always with other people. Yeah. Yeah, but, or just like just uh, you know. Or even if you're not, a, even if you're alone, you're like on social media. Yeah, so exactly. Like, you're on your phone. Yeah, yeah you're still talking tapped to somebody. To exactly, everybody. still tapping yeah. in. Yeah. Like, yeah, or you don't have any silence. Get some silence yes. popping. Like, oh my god, I am a 
the king of driving in silence. Oh my gosh, I do that sometimes too. <laughs> driving I in love silence. Doing I just that. be just <laughs> <laughs> just chilling, just like just cooling it, man. Yeah. You mean to call me like? <laughs> oh yeah, music. Oh. I'm like, man, like this silence is is, is really fire. Nah. <laughs> you get that silence in. You got so much time to listen to other people and this person and that person and yeah. So, so I guess we can do like one random question, which would be if you could invite anyone dead or alive, like one or two or three people to dinner, who would it be? Um. Wait, how many people I can bring? Well. I- I said one. Brittany said three. So we said one, two, or three. Okay. You, you have a choice. Okay. If I had one. I said one is hard. One, yeah, one is hard. One is one, hard. One is hard. I can't narrow it down. Yeah, to I'll, do, I'll do it. Like, we'll do one alive, one dead. Okay. okay. That works. Okay. That works. Okay. So I say one alive, definitely. Um, uh, Jay Z. Okay. I'm a huge yeah. Jay Z fan. Yeah. I am a big, big, big Jay Z fan. Um, yeah, I love to talk to him. Now that'd be a dope conversation. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I yeah. I from I first when I first heard Reasonable Doubt, and I was just like, oh, this is crazy. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. Um, dead. I'm a really big C.S. Lewis fan. Okay. okay. I'm a really, really big C.S. Lewis fan. Um, the man is just brilliant. He's brilliant. Uh, like, even you know, people know, like, you know, um, what is it called? The Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe. Yeah, like that. Wasn't, yeah. Yeah, people know about that. But, like, his insight on just, like, spirituality mm. and, like, because he, like, he's a Christian. He wasn't always Christian. He's like, and it was just, yeah, the man, he's brilliant. Perfect. Really, I read, I've probably read about four or five of his books since I graduated from college. And he's just brilliant. Like, even, I read this book, I read his book, um, uh, I can't think of it, The Great Divorce. Mm-hmm. And um, it's about, like, these, all these people on a bus, on a, on a bus, leaving hell on the way to heaven. Oh, wow. Ooh. Yeah, and it's crazy. Okay. And the way he describes hell is like a place where you can get, like, anything you want, like, when you want it. And that's what hell was. Dang. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy. And, like, nobody, because of just, like, people's mentality and how people are, mm-hmm. it was like nobody lived close to one another so hell was just so big because nobody lived on the same street mm. because like people didn't want to be near one another right. it was yeah it was pretty crazy you have it's a quick read i read it in literally two days dang yeah the great divorce do you crazy. have a favorite book crazy. um i don't yeah. I, I can't hard too. i can't hard i can't question. say that i do not yet, at least. I really hate questions like that. Yeah. Honestly, like, what's your favorite movie? What's your favorite book? Like, I don't know. I have a favorite like, movie. What's your favorite movie? The Parent Trap. <laughs> you child. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about favorite book. Actually, uh, favorite book maybe by Seven Spiritual Laws. Okay. That one really touched me. Okay. I, I guess if one. I had to pick 
four agreements. Yeah, I'm about to say I'm like I'm about to say I really enjoyed the four agreements. Or, yeah, I like the alchemist. Yeah, yep, yeah, that's yeah, that's the first two books I read when I left college. Mm-hmm. I didn't read in college. Yeah, I never read. I'm like read. Boy, chill out. <laughs> I'm about to go to this pregame. <laughs> Bring a bunch of pregame. <laughs> what about you, Kirsten? One dead, one alive. Hmm. Do you have an answer? Because okay, I'll go. Um, for my dead one, I guess Osho. Okay. Yeah, I would oh. do Osho. Okay, got it. Um, just because his emotional wellness changed my life. That was like the book that really got me mm-hmm. thinking, like, well, changing every the way I thought about everything. Really, right. like spirituality, emotions, <laughs> like everything. Um, and I think Osho's really funny. Like the way he says no, things. This dude is hilarious. Like he's so blunt. Like mm-hmm. he just, like he'll literally, because he wasn't, he didn't really have a religion. Mm-hmm. So he would just be like, you know, a lot of like in Christianity, we're waiting for Jesus to come back. Mm-hmm. And like in Hinduism, they're waiting for, I don't know what their God's name is, but they're waiting for like, their, he'll literally just be like, yeah, y'all are waiting for nothing. It's been 2,000 years, so. He's just really blunt. But in my alive person, <sighs> I can't think about a dead person, but alive, I'm going to just say Hosne. Oh. <laughs> That's the, she's like a spiritual person. I don't know how to explain but it. But she's just yeah. so insightful. Yeah. Like, her entire life is just spiritual based. She's the mm. coolest person. Yeah. For y'all listening, her at is at Miriam Haas. No, that girl Haas, but her real name is Miriam Hosna. Yeah. And she changed my life too with the scene mirrors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you ever heard about that? Mm-mm. Basically, it's just a concept where like every relationship you attract into your life is basically a mirror trying to teach you something about yourself. Mm. And when I learned about that, that I think was one of the things that really changed my life. Yeah, like, that's honestly, Brittany putting me onto that is what made me a more spiritual person. Mm. Like one day she just pulled up the YouTube videos about it and we were in trance for about an hour. And mm. I'm just like... It just makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think it, it also helps with not trying to like judge people or put blame on yeah. people. Because if someone hurts you, it's easier for you to think of like, okay, but what was I supposed to learn from this? As right. opposed to just thinking like, you're a terrible person. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess my live person would be Michelle Obama. That's okay. all I can think of right okay. now. Because she's just everything. I mean, I was going to be like, dead Jesus, but like, he resurrected, so it doesn't really count. <laughs> I mean, I guess that kind of counts. He, he did yeah. die. Yeah. yeah, he did die. We'll say, so. we'll say Jesus. Okay. <laughs> no. So, I guess the last question would be, what is your self-care routine? Um, I'm, I'm definitely a, like, I would definitely say writing is a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. I know the questions thing, because I do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big questions person, and just like, yeah, my alone time. Yeah. I'm so big on my alone time. Like, on I, on the car, like, on the way to work before I start a new day. Like, get my prayer in. Mm-hmm. Um, just reflect. Um, on the, Especially, like, on Mondays. Reflect on the week before. Yeah. How can I be better this week? Um, and, uh, yeah, and just, you know, when people start calling you and stuff like that. Hey, let me talk to you later. Like, you know, really, like, giving yourself the ability to really... You know, get into it. Mm-hmm. Do not disturb. Right. Me. Like, listen, like, my phone was on do not disturb. I swear for half of 2016. Wow. <laughs> Understandable. Swear. Like, swear. Understandable. Yeah, bro. People, people can get in contact with you, but they will. 
You just be like, yeah, you go blow up your spot. You mm-hmm. be like, man. <laughs> and it's like they're not, they don't, they're not, they're not even reaching out because they care. They yeah. just want something from yeah. you. Yeah, man. Let me turn that phone off. So where can people find you? Um, at underscore spoken wood on Twitter and Instagram. Spoken Wood on Facebook. I do have a page on Facebook. I'm trying to use it more. I don't want to like, be on Facebook like that. Oh, people. Yeah, man. You know, I just be like, man. And um, my website is spokenwoodpoetry.com. And your book is already out with the pre-order? The pre-orders are out. Releases April 1st officially. Yeah, um, amazing. Yeah. And I know Kirsten ordered it. Yeah, I, we did. share books. Yeah, we okay, share good. Books. okay, good. Okay, so we good. share books. Good. good, check that thing out. It's 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 amazing. And that is things I lost. things I lost along the way. Along the way. Yep. Cool. Well, thank you so thank much you. for I doing you guys that. Any oh, last any upcoming events you have? Yep, my book release party is actually going to be um, April eighth. Um, it's free. Uh, I got something at Cat's Cafe on April 5th. And this is in Atlanta. This is in Atlanta. This is all in Atlanta. I'm trying to get up to UGA sometime very, very soon. Um, I just need to do an event. I know I have like this fear that if I do an you event, know, nobody will collaborate. come. Yeah, I know I have an event. Like, if I have this fear that if I do an event, nobody will come. So what? That is... Are you kidding? So I just need to do it. But that's an understandable fear, though. Yeah. If, you, if you put so much time into having yeah. a party, you spend money, comes. and you like... No one. Yeah, yeah, but you know, no. That is just you and your mom. You know and your, what? You and can't. You, you can't even put that energy out there because yeah. no, yeah, like yeah, people will come. People will bring their friends. Everything will be. Yeah. Yo. Fantastic. That's cool. Yeah. Well, thank you again. Thanks, guys. Thank I appreciate so it for real. For real. Awesome. Cool. See y'all next episode. Catch us again at thecompletecolorproject.com. Instagram at completecolorproject. Twitter, complete color, at complete color, (laughs) and everything complete color. Everything. (laughs) Check out the blog. We love you guys' feedback. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. That was awesome.